Hey, Scott Walker here. Welcome to another episode of Freedom Fighters. Uh, this week, we're talking about parents, parents and education. Actually, a really hot topic. I was just at the Museum of the Bible last night in our nation's capital talking to Christian educators from across the country. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that on this podcast. But as you can imagine, one of the hot topics was what's coming up in just a few days, Tuesday, November 2nd. I did. I remember well, because it's my birthday. In fact, 2010, I was elected November 2nd on my birthday, which I like to say was a gift not to me, but to the hardworking taxpayers of the great state of Wisconsin. But this Tuesday, there's an election in Virginia. People in the Commonwealth of Virginia will be electing governor, lieutenant governor, uh, attorney general, a bunch of key races that have an impact not only on Virginians, uh, but on people all across the country. Many of you might know, in fact, uh, probably in a statement that's going to be repeated over and over again, Terry McAuliffe said out loud what many of us think those on the left have been thinking for years. In fact, uh, Terry McAuliffe's words were ones that I think it will probably come back. He ends up losing. Remember, this is a state, this is ultimately a state that Joe Biden carried by 10 points in the twenty. 20 election. And yet, uh, Terry McAuliffe said, well, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Amazing. Uh, in fact, uh, the irony of that is he then came out with an ad that, that later said, claimed that uh, he, he somehow was taken out of context. Well, I would invite you to Google. In fact, if you look at what Terry McAuliffe thinks about parents, in education, you'll find uh, just about uh, a multitude of, of different uh, articles where you can see on the debate a month ago today, on September 29, 2021, Terry McAuliffe said uh, as part of a larger context, you know, he didn't want parents coming in and vetoing books. He said, I, he was kind of cocky about it. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Those are his exact words. You can look at the context for yourself. You don't need to just hear me talk about it. Go there, particularly if you're a voter in the Commonwealth. Go there and look at it. Go there for that matter, not just if you care about what happens to Terry McAuliffe, but if you care about what people on the left really think about parents and education all across the country. Now, I don't think any of us who believe in parents being involved should think that, that somehow every parent should be able to decide every single piece of curriculum and every single lesson plan and every single details. Obviously, that's what, what teachers are for. But we should be involved in what the overall curriculum is. There's no doubt about it. What kind of topics, what kind of emphasis, what kind of focus. I still remember my kids who are now 27 and 26 when Matt and Alex uh, were in, uh, Matt was in kindergarten, Alex was going into junior kindergarten, and there was a discussion in the Wauwatosa school districts about whether or not junior kindergarten should be half day or full day. Uh, junior kindergarten had been around, four-year-old kindergarten had been around in Wauwatosa for over a half century at that point. So it wasn't unlike other school districts in the state at the time our kids were that age, where many of them were going uh, to have kindergarten, uh, junior kindergarten, because of the financial incentives from the state of Wisconsin in terms of additional school aid. In Wauwatosa, it was a debate that wasn't new. It's one that had been around for a good long time, again, uh, more than 50 years. So this wasn't something that was just about funding. But I remember the debate, the discussion, um, the school district set up some advisory sessions for parents to come in and get feedback. 
Tonette and I went to it. I remember it was one of the schools up in the northwest side of the city of Wabatosa. And uh, we, we weren't, you know, like a lot of these parents, we were interested, we were passionate about our kids, but we weren't certainly jerks about it. Uh, but we listened to their presentation and uh, they talked about how kids that went to full day kindergarten might be a little bit further ahead in kindergarten and maybe even the first or second grade than kids who only went half day. And, and uh, as they talked about it, I, I asked, as did Tonette, a series of questions and just said, so, you know, does that permanently stay with them? Is that something that will stay with, uh, with these students all the way through the time they graduate from Wauwatosa Public Schools? And the simple reality of the answer was no, that they, they end up uh, not just on this, but on other issues that over time, they kind of blend together. That even if a little bit of extra time in these subjects gave students an edge for a year or two, eventually uh, they all start to kind of be pushed together. And so the bottom line was, the reason they were looking to do this wasn't just for the state aid, for a lot of parents who weren't all that interested in asking questions, it was great because it was just a little bit more access to uh, free healthcare, or excuse me, free childcare. Uh, essentially that's what they were talking about was instead of having their kids have to go somewhere with a babysitter or a childcare center or somewhere else in the time that they weren't in half day kindergarten, now the school district would be picking up uh, that for a longer school day. It reminded me, though, of, of, of why parents need to be engaged. And I think one of the few benefits, I was talking about this last night with educators from across the country, one of the few benefits of this global pandemic has been the fact that parents are finally starting to pay attention, or at least in mass, there are plenty of us tried to pay attention before, but parents overall in very large numbers, very large percentages, are starting to truly pay attention to what's happening in their kid's school, and in particular with the curriculum their children are learning. It's why there's pushback on things like critical race theory, which is really just government-sanctioned racism. People are looking at this thinking, this is not what our kids should be learning. Yeah, they should be learning the facts, no doubt about it, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we should learn about the history of this great country and the times when some of our leaders did things that were certainly not what we would desire today, but learn about it in context and see how this nation has evolved. When young people, particularly as young as elementary school students, are, are somehow being taught that they're... Uh, that because of the color of their skin, there's something wrong with them or that, that there's something that they need to be uh, sorry about. It, it, it is amazing because it goes back to stories I'd hear about from my mother uh, back in the, the, the 40s and the 50s and into the 60s. Are there things that need to be weeded out? Yeah, but it, the other day we were talking about this. If America was a, a racist nation, why was there no real debate about the idea that the police officers involved in the horrific actions against George Floyd should face justice. No, in fact, that was actually one of those few unifying moments in America these days where just about everyone, uh, Republican, Democrat, young, old, black, white, didn't matter. You overwhelmingly heard people say that there needed to be justice for what happened there. That someone needed to be, or a series of people needed to be held accountable. And yet in our schools, there's people being taught somehow that there's something wrong with our students 
wrong with our students that they have to apologize for because of the color of the skin. And then you have in Loudoun County where parents understandably, in fact, one in particular, um, you know, came out and, and, and objected to the fact that he felt like the school district had covered up something horrible that happened uh, to his daughter. I can relate. I mean, if, if I was the, this father, um, I mean, think about what happened. So you've got this Scott Smith. He comes to a school board meeting. He actually said at the time uh, that he was, he didn't intend to actually come and speak. He didn't sign up to speak at the meeting, but he was very concerned about the school board was considering, especially as it pertained to the safety of not only my daughters, he said, but also the children of other parents. That's what Scott Smith said. When the school board abruptly ended the meeting, I was confronted and taunted by activists supporting the school board's bathroom policy. Despite being subjected to this unprovoked confrontation, I was unreasonably restrained by law enforcement, completely violating my constitutional rights. While some in the media have tried to impugn my character, I'm not a domestic terrorist, he added. I am a concerned father who loves his family and will protect them at every turn. Now, I think his... And remember, the context of this is he was pointing out that he felt that his they were covering up what happened uh, when the story, as it goes, was his daughter, who's a 14-year-old student, claimed that she was assaulted by uh, someone who was born as a boy uh, wearing a skirt in a transgender bathroom. And uh, instead of putting the attention on the person that the allegations were made about, they end up going after this parent. Well, what's even more amazing now is the more details come out. Um, you know, the superintendent there, Scott Ziegler, the, the local ABC affiliate in Washington, D.C., reported this. They said, a bombshell this week out of Loudoun County Public Schools. After Superintendent Scott Ziegler said in a school board meeting all the way back in June that he had no knowledge of any sexual assaults in school bathrooms, a just-released email appears that he did. The report goes on to say the email was sent to school board members on the very same day of the assault in May. It says a female student alleged that a male student sexually assaulted her in a restroom. Earlier this week, Ziegler said at, a school, at the school board meeting in June that he answered no, no, when asked if any assaults had happened because he wrongly interpreted the question and apologized. I mean... Wrongly interpreted. It was pretty straight up. It's kind of like McCullough claiming he was taken out of context when he not only said that parents had no place to be involved in the curriculum in their schools, but he he doubled down on it. He doubled down on it six more times after he said what he said at the debate. And it was only I got to believe that when polling came out and showed that that was a loser of an issue that that the guy that was cruising to victory in a state that Joe Biden carried by ten points now was in a dogfight because parents, not just Republican parents, not just conservative parents, but parents, independent, yeah, I got to believe even some discerning Democrat parents said, no, that's, that's bogus, that, that's crap. We do, we do have a right to be involved in the education of our children. And, and that's just when it comes to curriculum. But think about this poor parent in Loudoun County. He, you got to understand he's not only upset for his own daughter's situation, but you had, um, you had that just recently a ruling by a Loudoun County juvenile court judge ruled that a sexual assault there had indeed taken place and that the teenager who was accused of the crime was actually charged with sexual battery in the first degree. And then get this, and that another female teenager 
at Broad Run High School had actually been the victim of assault. That only occurred not too long ago on October 6th. Understandably, a bunch of students walked out of Broad Run High School the following day over school safety saying, how can, how can people feel safe there when you've got a superintendent lying to the school board trying to brush this under the table? And, and the worst of all, when a concerned father, and I get it, I've got two boys, I've got two nieces, I understand, particularly from my brother's point of view, what any kid, I don't care male or female, but particularly if I had a daughter, if one of my nieces even had gone through this, I'd be just as mad as his father. I understand it. It's, I'm amazed as restrained as he was in the first place. Something like this happened and people weren't taking it seriously. I'd be seriously pissed off. I'm going to take some action. I think parents all across the country understand this. And when they feel, when you hear Terry McAuliffe say the kind of things that he did, and when you see people like one of the National Teachers Union bosses aligning themselves with Terry McAuliffe, when you see editorial columns in places like the Washington Post saying that, yeah, essentially that's right. Parents don't have a role in the education. They shouldn't be concerned about what happens in the schools. That is crap. And I think there's... Parents all across America, not just conservatives, not, not just Republican leading voters, but I think parents across the political spectrum who agree with that. And that's why I think on Tuesday, November 2nd, there's going to be a message sent all across the country. Heck, even if Glenn Youngkin gets close, let alone wins, just getting close in a state that Biden carried by 10 points, a, a state the Commonwealth of Virginia that has been trending to the left uh, because of the, uh, uh, the Washingtonification, uh, the, the, the movement from the District of Columbia of uh, people and government and those who are beholden to the government uh, in Northern Virginia, there has been a trend towards a more liberal and liberal voting electorate, even different from when Terry McAuliffe was first elected eight years ago. I mean, this is a guy who was so cocky, he thought his only battle, his only barrier was to winning the primary election. Uh, this is a guy who not only had education, but but you look at it, this is a guy who, who, when he still was thinking about running for president of the United States, uh, dismissed his former lieutenant governor, now governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, after the, the story came out from his yearbook that showed a picture of two people, one in blackface, the other in a Ku Klux Klan uniform, an outfit, and, and uh, Terry McAuliffe at the time said he should resign. Well, since then, he's, he's welcomed Terry McAuliffe. His friend, Terry McAuliffe, has welcomed Ralph Northam's um, endorsement and support. Joe Biden, the other day, who had also had called for him to, to resign, was there and called him a friend. You know, if it weren't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. This is unbelievable. Terry McAuliffe will say and do just about anything. The only good part about what happened on that debate a month ago is the fact of the matter is the voters in the Commonwealth of Virginia, got to hear out loud what Terry McCall thinks. And I would say beyond the borders of Virginia, it is an eye-opener for parents all across America. That so many on the left wing think that parents shouldn't have any involvement. It's certainly why when someone like Terry McAuliffe, who went to private schools himself, who sent his own children to the private schools, talk about absolute hypocrisy, doesn't think parents, particularly low-income, overwhelmingly minority parents, should have the right to choose which school is best for their son or daughter. I hope people open their eyes. I, I think not only what's, what's happening in Virginia, but what's happened over the last year 
when you think about this idea that I, I got to believe there are so many parents who've said when their schools were closed because not just because of COVID, but because, you know, teachers in many places like Fairfax County, where they butted in line, where they jumped the line to get ahead of other people, including seniors like my mother, where they were getting vaccinations before even some of our senior citizens were. And then they administrators in those school districts refused to go back to school. What's up with that? You jumped the line. I, I get it. If you want to, if you're a teacher and you were going to go back to school and start teaching again, why do you want to be vaccinated or at least have that option? But when you get all that done and then you don't go back to school, I think a lot of parents look at this and say, what gives here? I mean, I would like to have a set amount of money for every student in America and instead of saying it should all go to government-run schools, just divide up the money by the number of students that you have there and let's let the parents make the right decision. Let parents decide. You want to send your kid to a school that's open? Then do it. I don't care whether it's public or private. You want to send your school, your kid to a school that's online because you're worried about the circumstances, public or private? I don't care. Go out and do it. You want to send your kid to a school based upon whether they don't have a mask made or they do or whether they have a vaccination mandate or they don't. You as parents should be able to decide. That's what this is all about. In the end, every child in America should have access to an excellent education. I don't care whether it's at a traditional government-run school, a charter school, a private school, a religious school, heck, even a homeschool environment. Every child should have access to quality education because I actually trust parents. Unlike Terry McAuliffe, unlike the education bureaucracy, unlike the union bosses, unlike so many in our society and the media who pretend to say that parents are important, but what they really think is what Terry McCullough said out loud, and that is that parents should not have a role in the education of their children. I trust parents. And I hope Tuesday is just the first and many more eye-opening experiences for years to come. I'm Scott Walker. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.